you're about to hear a true story of someone who has taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host, and thank you for joining me. Jen, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm super excited to hear all about you. So start out by telling me just a couple of little facts about yourself. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I think this is such a clever idea for a podcast. I am a mother of two boys, soon to be three boys. One is due in June. <laughs> and I love baking, reading, collecting quotes. Um, as far as outdoors, I love frisbee golfing, walking, running. Yeah. That's awesome. You love it all and doing it all with those little boys. That's yes. so great. I know there's a quote that says, support wildlife, raise boys. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Yep. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, you've got to tell me more about yourself and maybe a little bit about your lemon to lemonade story, why you are doing what you're doing. You have your podcast. So take me back. Tell me your, your story. Yes. Well, I feel like I've always been inspired by the words of others. I feel like other people are able to voice my thoughts and they just, their words resonate with me so deeply. And so it started when I was 12, I started writing these quotes down and I would put them on my computer and print them out when I had a page and glue them into a little journal and it continued into adulthood and into uh, motherhood as well. And I decided to organize them by topic and when I did that, I did it according to the letters of the alphabet. I'm an elementary school teacher. And so <laughs> the alphabet just came to mind. And I, again, put them into a book by topic. And that became the first season of my podcast, A is for Adversity. So I just feel like with life, we get all this advice, but the quotes have just really driven me and motivated me and kept me going. So that's awesome. Yes. So what would you say was the lemon experience that you had? Yes, my first year of teaching. So this was back in 2017 and we were living in Boise at the time. My husband went to law school there. And so I was a teacher while he was going to school and I was teaching second grade. I had a fabulous group of ladies that were called my team. They were the other second grade teachers who supported me and they really gave me the safety net where I could just really focus on teaching because they had everything else under control. They had the lesson plans, they had it all figured out. We did everything the same, all our lessons looked the same. You know, of course we adapted them with our personality, but we had that structure there. And so I was really just in this cocoon. It was nice and warm and, you know, we'd stay at school until five or six in the evening. I didn't have any kids, so they were just kind of my life. And, um, I have a quote for each part of this story. So this one says, it's easy enough to be pleasant when life flows by like a song, but the man worthwhile is the one who will smile when everything goes wrong. And that's by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. And so then fast forward to my second year of teaching. And I feel like this is when everything kind of fell apart and it, it happened kind of slowly, but I wanted to do more of my own thing. I'd been a teacher for a year. And so I felt like I had that under my belt and I could branch out and kind of do more unique things. Well, that kind of ruffled the feathers of my team because they love to be all the same. They love to do everything like each other. And it just kind of caused this rift between us. And I had my first baby, so I couldn't stay as long during the day. I had to go home to him. and. 
of course they were supportive, but I, I still felt like it was creating this divide. And I would go to them for advice and I would feel judged. Uh, I remember one particular time there was a behavioral issue with a, a student and I was seeking their advice and I told them what I tried and they said, you tried that or things like that. And so I just felt really judged and then I didn't want to come to them anymore. And then my principal asked how things were going and there had been some problems with the team in the past. And so the principal kind of just jumped to conclusions and then confronted all the team and they kind of felt blindsided and it just kind of created this big mess. So here I am and <laughs> it's, it's kind of awkward, you know? And so the quote to go with this is, little things seem like nothing, but they give peace. Like those metal flowers, which individually seem odorless, but altogether perfume the air. And that's by George Bernanos. And it was kind of the opposite for me. These little things, they seemed like nothing, but they were just building up, causing this divide between me and my team. And it was causing big problems. So then I felt trapped because I was in this team. I had to still teach. I had to see them every day. They would feel offended if I didn't eat lunch with them, but I didn't really want to eat lunch with them. So all this resentment was building. I was trying to save face and be a peacemaker and just get through the school year. And the quote with that section is, you may be given a cactus, but you don't have to sit on it. And I was sitting on that cactus. I was just pushing through, just trying to get there. And then at the end of the year is when the dam broke. Everything just kind of came out. I They... They hadn't really noticed per se, because I was trying to save face. They just kind of went with it. They didn't know how I was feeling because I didn't really bring it up. I just wanted to kind of keep going and let it go. And then at the end of the year, the opportunity came to move to kindergarten and be a kindergarten teacher. So I decided to take it and the team members were very surprised, taken aback. And, you know, I just kind of explained all this stuff that was happening and they were very surprised and, you know, again, not really expecting it. So then this is where the sugar comes. I met this teacher named Brittany and she had, this was her first year teaching kindergarten as well. And so she had moved to the school. It was her first year in the school. And I remember just praying for a friend, praying for anyone, you know, to be my buddy and understand. And, and she was that person. So I told her several times, I prayed you here. <laughs> and um, so the quote with this is, the most valuable resource that all teachers have is each other. Without collaboration, our growth is limited to our own perspectives. And, you know, that's true for people as well. We need everyone. And that's by Robert John Meehan. And of course, the ladies on my second grade team were fabulous and had great insights as well, but it's just more likely to be receptive when it's from someone you've connected with and someone you, you understand and like, you know? So I remember as I was leaving my second grade team, they said, this will follow you because they had accused me of being a victim and just taking this all upon me. And, you know, it was my problem. And so in kindergarten, there was a wedge and a division that arose early on and that's a whole nother story but basically there were some older teachers and then me and Brittany were the younger teachers and so that was already a divide because we wanted to do things differently and this time I knew how to handle it I brought it up early we talked about it we kind of just agreed to disagree and we did our own thing 
it wasn't so great for our team bond, but it, it worked and we worked through it. So I found that I was more victorious in kindergarten than I had been in second grade. And then the quote with this is, when you are truly comfortable with who you are, not everybody will like you, but you won't care about it one bit. <laughs> and so then my advice, my cup of lemonade with all of this is resolve and confront those issues early before the dam breaks. Don't let it fester, don't let it get bigger. And another quote here just to end is from Nikki Gumbel. And she says, a lot of problems in the world would be solved if we talked to each other instead of about each other. And so I feel like that created more problems too, because I would talk to my family, to my friends for support and they would, they would validate my story, you know, and I was the victim and I, I didn't let my team members in on what was going on. And so, you know, if we talked to each other, it would have solved a lot more problems. Wow. Look at all the stuff you learned. How yes. awesome is that? That you can go through this experience as the second grade teacher and have, you know, kind of that oh contention and just bad vibe there but then when you're able to move as a kindergarten teacher you took what you learned and you were like i am not going to be that person again i'm not going to do that again and that's the whole point of life i think is just as we have experiences if we can actually learn from them then as we go forward things aren't as painful and hard in that aspect of our life anymore so i love that you learned that and you're willing to share it so thank yes. you for sure. And it's hard because we don't always see those lessons right away. Sometimes it takes time or years or Absolutely. Know, yes. outside perspectives. <laughs> yes, I love it. And I love all your little quotes throughout. That is so <laughs> cute. Yeah, often my friends will say, you have a quote for every subject. And it's just <laughs> funny because they just come to mind, you know. So. Yeah, that's amazing when they can come to mind. Like I can hear something and go, oh, that's a really good quote and never remember it again. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> so, the problem too. Yeah. Eventually, I want to publish my quote book, and I'm just working through all that copyright stuff. I did talk to a lawyer about it, and he said most of it should be like fair use, fair use claim, because a lot of the quotes are just you've seen them everywhere, and they're just available for anyone to use. And so, I would just be the compiler of the quotes. And I figured a podcast might be a good way to start getting the word out, and then I can publish a book instead of trying it the other way around. And so. I just set aside my fears and just started into a podcast. I love what Jody Moore says, and she says, don't wait until everything's perfect or until you have all the answers, just start, and then you'll get that experience and things along the way. And my friends are surprised too that I was able to start a podcast. They say, how do you have all that courage? But I just feel like my desire to do it outweighs my fear. And so it, that just drives me to wanna share with others. Oh, that is perfect. I love that. That is something to be said. I think that's one of those things that if we have the idea to do it, just try it. Like, don't hold back on anything. Just there's a reason why it's going around in your head all the time. And so it doesn't hurt to just give it a try. You don't have to wait until you're perfect or know everything because most of it you just learn along the way. And so I love that you're an example of that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's true. My friend wants to start a business and she's been talking about it for almost two years now and still hasn't done anything. And so all that time could have been invested in learning or growing her business. Yes, that's exactly it. Because that's the thing you hear most from people when they have regrets. It's like, oh, I wish I would have done it sooner. You know, that's always the regret. So I'm one of those no regrets kind of people. It's like, just do it. 
Let's, yes. I thought of it. Let's do it tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> I get really excited. Yes, that's it. Yeah, what do yes. I have to lose? It might just work. And then I won't have lost any to more time. So mm -hmm. that's good advice. <laughs> just yes. do it. So I started my podcast and well, I guess it was actually January, 2021, because I wanted to have the new year, you know, and I started doing just solo episodes. So my whole first season, I only had one guest the entire season. And I really liked it because, you know, it was me, it was my podcast, I was saying what I wanted to say, I was sharing my quotes. And then in my second season, I got more into having guests and I had more guests than solo episodes that second season. And so I kind of felt this feeling that it wasn't my podcast anymore. It was kind of just um, a collaboration of whatever other people wanted to say. And so then this season, I'm trying to find that balance between solo episodes and having guests because I really do love guest insights and having guests. I think the problem with my second season was I would just take anyone or everyone who was willing to be on there. And so again, it wasn't really filtered into how I wanted it. Whereas this season, I'm really honing in on empowerment and just really focusing on guests that have a message to share about empowerment. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I list each. I've continued since my first episode or from it, since my first season, naming each episode by the letters of the alphabet. And so when I reach the end of the alphabet, I start a new season. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. a really good idea. That's so, really grasping for words and topics to have to fit with the letters of the alphabet. I love that. It's true. Sometimes I have to Google adjectives that start with J or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, it's nice because it gives it a structure and a, a tangible format for my seasons. And it's interesting because when I was in the middle of the first season, I got the idea for the second season. And so I'd start working on that. And when I was in the middle of the second season, I got the idea for the third season. And now I'm already thinking about the next one. And so it's interesting, whatever you look for, you find. And yes. that, that's what I focus on is what I want to share next. So yeah, yep. It comes to you when you're looking for it and you're prepared and you're making the forward motion, then you're going to find things in your path to keep going forward. So I love that you're an example of that. So you're in your third season, but already brainstorming your fourth season. Yes. And uh, what is what is that going to be about? Ooh, good question. What I've been thinking about lately is probably like marriage and couples or relationships, oh, something like that. that. So yeah. yeah, I it probably comes from being a teacher. I just have this creative mind of what what I can do to switch things up or keep things interesting, or, you know, it comes from lesson planning. How do I keep these kids engaged? And so same with marriage, like how do we keep it alive? How do we stay intrigued and interested in each other? So. Yeah, that's great. And I love how you're going to be using quotes and you find the quote that kind of fits with the letter of the alphabet, and then you can talk about it and share some insight about it as well. Yes. Mm. Oh, cute. I love mm -hmm. it. It sounds very uplifting and inspiring, and I love that kind uh, of stuff. So, yes, <laughs> need to for recommend. Sure. In the name of the podcast is A is for adversity. So yes, that's, that's the name of the whole podcast, and then each season has different themes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's all kind of through the lens of adversity because so many things are to be learned, as I'm sure you can attest with your lemonades. Absolutely. Yeah, we just come out stronger on the other side, we learn and we have success after we've gone through that season. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Just last night, I was asking my husband, what is my all time favorite quote? And I really wish I knew, but there's just so many to pick. But 
One of my favorites that keeps coming to mind is great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, shallow minds discuss people. And that's just been on my mind lately that there's so many constructive things that we can talk about and engage with. And if we're in the business of talking about other people, that's not really going to serve us or serve others. And again, it just kind of perpetuates those issues that we see in society and that keep us from really getting to know someone. Oh, that is great advice. I had a friend tell me one time, um, and I, I think of this daily is she said, it's not my story to tell, mm. you know, and I think about that every time, you know, I want to talk about something or someone or my husband or my kids or something and go, Oh, that is not my story to tell. Yeah, you know, that's it's great not, advice too. It's not my story. And I can tell my stories. I can't tell other people's stories. That's for them to tell. So yes. it just is, it just reminded me what you were saying is, you know, that shallow people talk about other people. I'm like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And it's just been a great example to me to think that to myself, it's not my story. And yeah. so instead I go straight to the source and I get other people's stories. <laughs> They're like, tell me your story because I want to learn from other people and hear the story from them. That's true. And I'm sure my second grade team has a much different story than mine, you know, and of course yes. I was kind of causing a lot of that pain by just letting it sit inside of me, but it would be interesting to hear their, their side of the story too. Right. Right. Yeah. And you don't work there anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah. We moved, we moved to Utah after my husband was done with law school. So. And you're not even a teacher anymore either, huh? You've got no, three little ones to <laughs> keep up with. So Yes, but I am going to start a preschool this fall, which has been my overall dream is to have a preschool in my home. So Oh, I love yeah. that. That's a great idea. Oh, and you'll have such great insights to share with them. So It'll be fun. Great. This has been great. I'm excited to have kind of a short, concise little episode. But at the that's same time, good. I'm like, you have such good insight. I oh, would love to, so hear, love to hear anything else you want to share. There, I have it like a digital version so that I can always look at it. And it has a flower coming out of the sidewalk. I love that visual because that is so great. we can bloom wherever we're planted or whatever we're going through. Yes. I actually have that same a picture I took myself of a flower coming out of a crack in the sidewalk. And I did. I referred to that many days just looking at it going, if that little flower can grow in these circumstances and this hard cement and gravel then I can do this. Yes. When you feel it, it'll come to you and you'll be like, oh, that's my final thought on the lemonade stand is I yes. want people to know <laughs> this, which you already shared and it was beautiful. So we oh, can just leave it at that. You're so. sweet. Uh, Swedish proverb, shared joy is double joy. Shared sorrow is half a sorrow. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, maybe one more. Let's see. Hem your blessings with thankfulness so they do not unravel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, yes, I just I love Perfect. them. So yes, yes, you have quite the collection. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I just love that you use these as little encouragements and that you're willing to share them and share your light and the things that you're learning. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this time talking with you and reflecting on my learning. Yeah, that's so great. Keep sharing it. Keep doing oh, it. So thanks. <laughs> okay. That's awesome.